When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back to another edition of What's Up, Belly Up. I got the old coast, coast, yes, coast. And I haven't even been drinking, man. Coast Coast to coast. Yes, Uh, the old Zach Mac. And uh, we brought on, I I don't know if if Zach Mac, if KJ is actually Zach Mac's co-host or if if we just call KJ the host of Puck Puck Pass. But regardless, however you guys want to want to figure it out, we, we brought on KJ tonight. So so uh, looking forward to this. I feel like I'm slowly getting kicked off my own show. <laughs> both Puck Puck Pass guys on tonight. Uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, very little hockey. I'm sure it'll maybe make the show, but uh, but uh, we 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 keep it short. Keep your attention. So we'll, we'll start. Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess KJ didn't even say hi. He didn't even, no, I, hi, I, you know? I wanted to let you – you seem like you're on a roll there. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, Zach and I prefer life partners, by the way. We're not no, no, co-hosts, we're yeah. partners. That's beautiful. That, that's uh, so and this fun. is the perfect week to have me on because hockey's going into the all-star break by week nonsense, so not much hockey to talk about. <laughs> no, you know, all right. Well, then, uh, like like uh, many of our shows, we, we will start off with the, the NFL playoffs. Um, getting down to the nitty-gritty, we got our Super Bowl teams. Uh, one of my picks, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, is, is heading the way, heading that way. Um, the other side, I think Zach's been pretty heavy on the San Francisco bandwagon this year, or at least lately. But uh, before we get to that, King Henry getting dethroned. Uh, essentially, uh, you know, this is kind of what we expected. We Well, I guess I wouldn't say we kind of expect this. We wondered if they could stack up. Uh, they started off hot. Kansas City came out flat again, but it didn't re- reach the level of the, the Texans. Um, What's your guys' thoughts? Uh, uh, not so much necessarily King Henry, but uh, Kansas City going forward. Um, and, and to tie it in, we'll, we'll obviously eventually talk about San Francisco, where uh, we we had a guy in that game that almost replicated the old King Henry. But, uh, but uh, Kansas City, Tennessee, what are your guys' thoughts on that game? And uh, Kansas City, looking, you know, what do you think in the Super Bowl? Well, I'll just say that I think Kansas City is playing. It seems like they're playing mind games in the playoffs so far. They're they're almost realizing that the more the quicker they can dash the hopes of the other team, the more likely they're going to be able to win in the second half. They're literally letting the other team get to the point where Kansas City is about to break, and then they score four touchdowns or three unanswered touchdowns or something ridiculous. And then in the second half, the other team feels that whether it's the Texans or the Titans, they feel like they have 
no answers. They don't know how to counteract the push that Kansas City just made. And then Mahomes and company can just coast through the second half. It literally feels like they're doing that this entire playoffs. Yeah, I was uh, I was I was wrong in that uh, with the whole AFC side because I said uh, previous to last weekend, the the previous weekend, division weekend, that if there was going to be an upset, it would be on the KC side. Uh, but it wasn't the Titans. They beat the Ravens, and then they come in and I mean the Ravens had a top five defense. Kansas City didn't have a top five defense, so I thought you know if the Titans can run all over Baltimore, they could probably run all over Kansas City. Well, I was wrong. I think Kansas City's out coaching. And whether it comes down to, like KJ said, they're just letting people score in, like, the first couple of minutes and then figuring it out. Um, it just seems like Kansas City's got an answer for everyone they've played. Yeah, the Ravens absolutely. wouldn't have won that game, by the way. I, I, I'm a big Ravens fan for any of the listeners that don't know. And they were not beating the Chiefs this year. They're, it just wasn't happening. The way these playoffs have gone, they're just too good. Yes, absolutely. So, <clears throat> transition to NFC quick. Uh, like I said, kind of a uh... – kind of a, a page out of the Tennessee's book. We saw San Francisco uh, run all over Green Bay, uh, essentially. Um, I mean, Mostert had what, 29 carries, 220 yards, four TDs, and I think he had what, almost 200. Well, was it? 186. I know yeah. you're going to say 186. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're talking, you know, that that's a record – that was a record for San Francisco. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan uh, is known for his, his running attack. But of all the guys you talk about, Tevin Coleman was there, Matt Breida, all these guys. Uh, Mostert wasn't even – I mean, he was probably the third back all season. All of a sudden, he comes in. He, he's had flashes. And, and on the biggest stage before the Super Bowl, this guy just rips it off, uh, pulls the – pulls the, you know, the King Henry there, you know, uh, I, I keep referring to that, but but we talk about uh, you know Henry running through the playoffs, uh, setting rec or breaking records, and what he was going to do. And then he was held to what twenty yards uh, against KC. And then on the opposite side in the NFC, Mostert goes for two hundred twenty yards, four TDs. Um, uh, what's your guys' take on that game? And and after after you give us your take, you got Kansas City, San Francisco. How do you see that matchup in the Super Bowl? I was just, well. I was just gonna say I, to put that in perspective: 186 yards before contact. You can't walk through the closest mall for 186 consecutive <laughs> yards without bumping into somebody. Very true. I, that's just that's insane. I'm not much of an Aaron Rodgers guy, so that was a sweet victory for for me watching that game. And Kansas City is obviously a very good team, or San Francisco, very good team, very good defense. I don't think it's great to have Jimmy G going into the Super Bowl only having thrown the ball, what, eight times, ten times in the championship game. I think that comes back to bite San Francisco in the ass, and I can see Kansas City, I don't want to say running away with it, but a Kansas City win for sure wouldn't be surprised if we see a blowout. Yeah, I I agree with KJ. I think when you're playing Kansas City, it's going to be a little bit more of a shootout. I think that's inevitable, especially with the way they've been playing. So Jimmy G is probably going to have to throw the ball a little more than eight times, probably on a couple drives. Uh, But it's it's crazy how many people were like sleeping on. We talked about it, how a lot of analysts were picking. Most of them picked Minnesota in that game. Uh, And then San Francisco goes out there, easily wins that game. Then they come out here and at least half the analysts were picking the Green Bay again. San Francisco makes easy work of them. And, you know, as a Lions fan, I can agree with KJ. It's, it's easy to see 
see Minnesota and Green Bay go down. Like, that feels nice. But on the other end, it's like people just keep sleeping on San Francisco and they just keep coming out here playing ball. And it's, it's, I like it. I mean, obviously, when we did sound off at the beginning of the year, I picked San Francisco as one of my dark horse NFC teams, and here they are on the Super Bowl. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. And uh, I'm, I'm saying go Niners in the Super Bowl. So, so you're riding it out. So, um, absolutely. I think, I mean, I feel like with Baltimore, Tennessee came on strong. KC, we knew they could score. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I feel like this, this year's playoffs were loaded with, I mean, obviously talent, but I just felt like across the board, you either had a team that could either outscore you or you had a great defense, you know. And obviously now we're getting to that point in Super Bowl where you're talking one of the best defenses versus one of the most prolific offenses we've seen in years. You know, this is a great matchup. Looking forward to this game. Uh, it's going to be better than last year's. What was it last year's? 10-6 to six outcome or whatever it was. It's like, thir- <laughs> yeah, 13-6, something ridiculous. And Speaking of that, and Zach will know this because this kind of goes back to the way I feel about hockey too. I think for the NFL and viewership and a new generation of people that are used to the way the NBA is and kind of the NHL is right now and the way football is trending, Kansas City winning this game is better for the longevity of football because Kansas City is what we want the NFL to be. 55 points a game, 42 points a game, like guaranteed high-flying action. I don't – San Francisco showed that they can be explosive, but I don't want great defensive football 16 games every single week of the year, especially now that they're going to change the schedule over to more games. I think it'd be worse for football if people start to copy what San Francisco is doing instead of what Kansas City is doing. Absolutely. So obviously we we talked about NFC, AFC, onto the Super Bowl. We've got our picks in there. Uh, I said, you know, I'm on KC. Uh, I like San Francisco. Uh, being there, their defense, but I just think Kansas City, is, it's going to come down to the offense. I know they talk about defense wins championships, but I think San Francisco will be able to slow them down, but I don't think you stop that offense. So before we give up on football, uh, the NFL released uh, their new draft, or I guess I shouldn't say their new draft, but their draft location for, for this upcoming season. Um, Las Vegas, in the water, well, not in the water, over the water, I guess in the water, over the water, however you want to say it. What, what What's your guys' take on this is, uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess there, there's – I've seen several different things. Is this like – I mean, the draft is a big spectacle. These guys, you see them straight out of college in thousands and thousands of dollar suits. So, you know, they're endorsed with all this stuff. Is this just pretty much the NFL just saying, we got so much money we don't know what to do with it, and it's just going to be elaborate on top of elaborate – as the belly of resident narcissist, narcissist and sadist and pessimist, everything like I am so excited to sit back and watch this fail. This and for anyone that didn't see, it's in front of the Bellagio, but the main stage is going to be in the center of I think that's the Caesars Fountain. It so the draft picks are going to be taken by boat from one stage to another. I can't wait to watch this fail because there is no doubt in my mind this is going to fail. I mean, something's got to go wrong. I, I saw some jokes about, like, whoever the Lions pick third is just going to jump into the water. And I'm, I'm sure there's, like, a bunch, of, a bunch of fan bases that could say the same thing for their teams. But it's – I want to go circling back to 
the draft, I don't know. I said Joe Burrow probably deserves to go number one overall, but I want to bring up the idea that Chase Young goes one, number one overall again, and the Bengals just surprise everyone. Chase Young doesn't have to move out of Ohio. I mean, you see what the Niners are doing. They're in the Super Bowl with Nick Bosa. I just don't be surprised. I mean, I know Burrow is a heavy favorite to go to Listen, I'll flip-flop as many times as I snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. You know, it doesn't, like, I don't think it's a bad move if they go Chase Young and throw everyone else off. But what if what if the the like we were just talking about what if the Chiefs come out and show that hey with an elite quarterback you can basically do whatever you want in this league I think that guarantees that the Bengals pick Joe Burrow that's fair that's fair the best part is is Mahomes wasn't even a first round pick so you know I mean seeing all that so but uh, regardless that's uh, Chicago Bears yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, transitioning to the next sport well I guess we can kind of stay. NFL, but it'll kind of cross over to the NBA. Um, uh, I believe, was it yesterday or the, or the day before? Either way, uh, news came out, video actually came out of Delante West just getting mauled in the middle of the road. And then when he was talking to police, uh, he was essentially just, I mean, there was no hope for the guy. I mean, just the stuff going through his head, the things coming out of his mouth. And, and people were saying, oh, that can't be him. And then you saw the pictures of him, and obviously tattoos don't lie. Between him and then today, Antonio Brown, in front of his home, which we've seen the past couple of weeks, everything that's going on. I haven't got the exact reports of it. But another thing, um, you know, I don't necessarily want to say mental illness or CTE, but, but uh, so many times you see these guys that have everything in these leagues and, and something happens, uh, Delonte, I don't even know what happened after he left the Cavs or, you know, I didn't follow his career. And then obviously we all know about AB, but what, what do you guys think about this? And, and, you know, is this, you're talking about the NFL draft or the NBA draft, you know, is this something that these young guys, you know, are they really prepared for this spotlight for the highs of highs, the lows of lows and, and how every day now, as we talk, you know, we've got social media, cameras uh there's you're gonna see stuff like this all the time you know what's your guys take what do you guys think about this and whether like i said whether it's mental illness cte regardless what do you guys think about this zach you wrote the book on ab and his cte so i'll let you take the jump on this one. Oh man i mean i it was i wrote it as like a laughing matter because he was being foolish at the time and it's just a shame that it's come to the point where it's come because it's not really it's honestly it's not a laughing matter i mean when you talk about Delonte west or ab i mean i'm sure you guys saw the or have seen previews at least for the aaron hernandez thing and the only thing i was thinking about with ab is like this is exactly how it started with hernandez cops were at his house people were asking questions like could it really be him and it, it's just like it all spirals out of control from there and it actually is him and now we've got ab almost in the same situation i mean did he necessarily kill a guy I don't, I don't know. It just sounds like it's a battery charge. We don't Not know the question, though. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's we're still up in the air. We're asking questions, and it seems like we're rewriting the story. And then, you know, Delonte West comes out, and I see people on social media. They're like, "Stop retweeting this video, or stop sharing this video." And I'm just like, I I, I want to kindly tell those people to go screw off because, like, retweeting this is what raises awareness. I mean, sure, are there a couple assholes out there who are going to make a joke about Delonte West? Yes, there's always those people. But if we raise awareness and keep this like in as many people's focus as possible they'll see that people can go from the highest of high to the lowest of lows and it can be because of these brain injuries and i just think that like i think it's a necessary step for people to understand that like this is a real thing this can happen to athletes and it doesn't happen to all of them but there needs to be some sort of awareness there 
And, and he, obviously, with Delonte's not not a football player, right? Uh, so you're not taking those hits, but but still, like Zach said, and like I said, you know, before I cut KJ off, uh, um, you know, you're talking, you have your life made. Even to, to me, to the average guy here, any of us that get the opportunity to play at the next level and cash one of those veteran minimums or those basic contracts, we're good to go. These guys making millions, you know, it's a totally different thing. But KJ, what were you gonna say? I was just because I mean I can kind of echo Zach in the sense that I don't I don't know a ton about Delonte West post NBA and not to make light of it but really the only Delonte West news I ever hear is like old jokes about dating LeBron's mom or something like that like I really don't hear anything about Delonte West but in AB's case in Zach knows as well as anybody like head head injuries especially ones that you know like concussions that lead to some form of mental illness is a pretty serious topic of discussion on our podcast uh puck puck pass go check it out but it it really it's scary and to think about these guys i mean you guys i know you guys played sports i know for a fact i have at least three on undiagnosed concussions let alone the, the ones that kept me out for weeks at a time in high school in college it's it's scary to think about my wife was half messing around half like worried after watching the Aaron Hernandez thing Be- not because like I'm not a violent person I, I mean Show I, I, yell, <laughs> I yell a lot and I you know I enjoy good scotch but I don't, I don't you know I don't experience or show a lot of that behavior but she does know that I've taken a lot of hits and people take hits and end up with CTE some people probably doesn't take as much as you know Aaron Hernandez seems like the most extreme case of this. And that's a real, that's a huge shame. And I mean, no sympathy to Aaron Hernandez for what he did, but it's tough to see guys end up like that. And AB is not far from that. And it really sucks to say, but if he's not arrested, I mean, he's probably going to be found dead somewhere. I mean, he's just, he's, he's right there. And I'm not wishing that I want him to get help. I've been vocal on Twitter about that. Like, a couple months ago, it got old to the point where it's like, why is no one helping this guy? I literally scream at my phone, why is no one helping you? It, it just sucks to see this this happen. The, one of the world's best talents we've ever seen. By yeah, the way, and, people... And, and like, like Zach said, you know, this is, I think nowadays, we've come full circle. The media, uh, you're going to find those people that are going to make fun of it. But like Zach said, it's almost, you're not you're not taking this video and focusing on uh, the humor side of it or, or making humor out of it. It's more so you're putting it out there so people see, can see because 10, 15, I mean, maybe even five years ago, people were embarrassed by this. I know people are still embarrassed by this, but more people are willing to come out and talk about this and say, you know, this is an issue. This is maybe why this is an issue. Uh, there's all these things, you know, there, there's so many things. And mental illness is a big thing. And, and we've dealt with it. You know, we've had people talk openly you know inside our company and we let them express your you know how they feel which is totally totally fine it's just all about um being in their shoes and how they deal with it and and i can't say that i know what it's like i know you guys can't i know you know you've been hitting the head here and there you 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 don't know if there's something wrong with you usually until it's too late unless there's something going on that 
your body responds to, you know, so, and, and I don't want to talk about it like I know because I don't know, but, uh, but to, to what Zach was saying, um, outside of people making fun of the situation, I think it's good to, to shed the light on that kind of stuff, to show that kind of stuff, uh, not in a humorous way, more, more so of, you know, this is what's going on. People need to see this. And this is, you know, I saw Des Bryant. I mean, I saw so many people reaching out saying we need to, you know, I'll put my own money to help this guy, you know, and it's just, it, it's sad to see, but in the world we live in now, it, it's almost more of a positive to, to see it. That's bring light. Yeah. That's kind of what I was wondering too, along, uh, along the lines of uh, former teammates, players, athletes, anyone putting up money. I, I can't believe it's been this long and like, LeBron hasn't put this guy in a rehab center or whatever he needs. Like, yes, I fully expect that's going to be the outcome of this is maybe LeBron and Lamar Odom, who knows what it's like to hit rock bottom. And I'm not making a joke. Like, Lamar Odom is probably one of the best guys to step in and try to help Delonte West if if this is what's going on with him and he just has no hope because Lamar has been pretty open about that too. It, luckily, I think the NBA more than any other sport because of the roster size – has some of that camaraderie that other sports lack. I I'm, I hope Delonte West gets the help he needs, and I fully expect knowing that brotherhood, or not knowing it personally, but having seen that brotherhood yeah. in the years I've been alive, it, someone's going to help him. He, he seems like he has one too many friends not to get help. Absolutely. So, so without, uh, you know, you know, putting that in the past or sweeping it under the rug, we will transition out. But regardless, it's nice to see. Listen to the bulls. Guard dogs. Guard dogs. Yeah. So, uh, moving forward, we're, we're going to get into the MLB. Obviously, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just keeps getting better. Everyone's cheating, by the way. Everyone cheats. I just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. At this point, in, in, on the night of the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, election, uh, this is a, a few days uh, after – the Astro organization players are essentially put um, to the media where not, not a single one of them denied it. They just pretty much said it is what it is. We got, you know, whatever. I don't think anybody straight said, yeah, we got caught, but you know, they just pretty much said the rulings are the rulings. So, so it, it, it brings on like, like they said, you know, you got Pete Wills uh, gambling. Granted, he did some other things in his life that maybe he doesn't fit well to people, which I understand, but we're talking baseball. Uh, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Uh, these are all baseball. T- to me, even pitchers are coming out now and saying, I would rather pitch against somebody juicing me because I still have to hit the ball than if they know my pitch. So so with light in that, um, you know, for these guys not to get in the Hall of Fame, to not get inducted, it is – is the base is baseball losing all credibility? Have they lost all the credibility? Is there credibility in baseball at this point? And I mean, I I mean, I saw LA came out today and petitioning saying, that, you know, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, for you know, the America's pastime, that's what they want to keep the original. I mean, is is it is there any saving the major league baseball? Yeah, I mean, as long as there's old white people in the U.S., there's always going to be a chance to save baseball. I personally, I couldn't care less if it died. Baseball being, or the MLB at least. Like, it's just, 
it gets old, man. This is so stupid. It's our job to judge what these guys do on and off the field. That that's what we do. If you have a pro baseball Hall of Fame vote, you're voting for what these guys did on the field. Unless you're, I mean, hockey has voting people in on as builders, like commissioners and Willie O'Reilly and things like. I don't know how baseball does it, but if we're just voting on players, Barry Bonds and Kurt Sch- like people still talk about one sock from Kurt Schilling to this day. I know the guy's kind of a piece of garbage off the field, but that's not why he's up for the Hall of Fame. He's up for the Hall of Fame because he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Barry Bonds is probably a top five greatest hitter with or without steroids of all time. <laughs> and he deserves to be in. These guys deserve to be in. Derek Jeter, and we don't have to get into this. I'm sure the listeners won't like this, but Derek Jeter is one of, if not the most overrated players, athletes, whatever, of all time. And he gets almost a unanimous vote into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and, Barry, and Barry Bonds can't even sniff it. It's a joke. The sport is a joke. Should we just end it? That is funny because I feel like I, I, I 100% believe in my mind that Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer. I, I don't I, I don't think that he should have been a unanimous Hall of Famer. I'm sure there are people out there who like have shade against Derek Jeter. I love that there was one guy that didn't vote him, and I know that it's just somebody trying to be that guy because I would be trying to be that guy. Like I'm, I'm voting for the people that at least expect it. Like it's baseball. Like KJ was saying, I don't want to echo everything he said, but it's I it's hard to it's hard to keep credibility because. I mean, you, you mentioned juicing. It's just like, it seems like every generation has come up with something new. And that's why, the reason I made the joke about the sticky substances, like we always call pitchers out like mid-game for having sticky substances on their hands. Yet, like the Astros are banging trash cans and we don't find out about it until years later. And it's, it just seems like, the reason I made the point is because pitchers are getting shafted in game and hitters are doing steroids. We don't find out about it till later. They're cheating because they know pitches. We don't find out about it till years later. So like maybe we give pitchers a little bit of a, of a, a pass. I mean, I've seen pitchers come out saying like, we're just trying to keep our jobs in the big leads and the batters are doing this shit. Like that's the biggest thing to me is like, you got guys like what the Astros did is taking money out of other guys' pockets, which is absolutely crazy to me. And like, it's just like the, the organization as a whole gets gets a slap on the wrist. It's it's insane. I did drugs I mean, to get ready for this podcast, and Bryce Harper makes three hundred million dollars over the next thirteen <laughs> years. Let the guy juice a little bit. It's a oh, I hate it. <laughs> no, that, that's great. That's a, that's a great take right there. I can't wait for that one. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean in, in general. Uh, I was I was going to bring up that that uh, sticky situation, you know, the, the pine tar, so you don't have to worry about that. But when we talk about these lineups and, and we talk about uh, basketball, maybe the big three or the those, those power teams, and you know, football. I, I mean, you can see a few teams like like the Rams when they they stocked up this year. It didn't pay off, but uh, I mean, now we have like. You look at a lineup and you talk about murderers row for like a banning lineup. I remember when the Tigers were good, you know, one through five, one through six, those hitters could hit. Same thing with the Yankees, uh, the Astros, with, you know, Boston. These are all teams that are linked to it. Two of them have been proven to be cheating. I know that there's been stuff in here about the Yankees, who knows, but I mean, the Yankees are definitely cheating. They're the New York Yankees. (laughs) I said, these are athletes. 
the best of the best individually accolades you, you still have to hit the ball and get it but when you're knowing these pitches i mean in this this can be another conversation for another day but but i mean are these lineups as good as they are or are we spoon feeding these athletes at the point at this point you know i wouldn't say we but these organizations are they spoon feeding these athletes to make them i mean to pad these stats to pad these numbers you know i mean are these are these are these number are these teams as good as they are really i guess hypothetically i know it's a hypothetical point but to you guys everything going on cheating i mean without this does does houston run through because i felt like houston's offense was was pretty good but i felt like their uh offense uh you know obviously outperformed where their uh pitching and all that stuff should have been i think there are certain situations where teams are just good in that little edge makes them dominant. I think the Patriots are probably best case for that. They probably have been caught cheating a few times. I don't, you know, they, they still want six Super Bowls. They, they have more Super Bowls than allegations of cheating. So <laughs> I, I, we can balance it that way. Yeah, the Astros have great hitters. If they could locate the ball like normal baseball players, then, yeah, they probably still have a World Series or two. L.A. probably still falls short. The Yankees are probably still great. I mean, Aaron Judge is a freak of nature. Like, these guys are, you said, you said it, the, the, the best of the best. This is just a little bit of an edge. Like, don't give me that bullshit about college players not getting a chance because these guys weren't going to lose their spot to a college kid who wasn't juicing for the sake of giving it to a college kid who wasn't juicing. These, these guys are too good. Yeah, you could say they're too good to cheat, but everyone else is doing it. Just, all the cool kids are at least Yankees and Astros being the cool kids. Like just, I mean, short so, of making it short of making it obvious to the public, the MLB should just say, Hey, don't bang on trash cans. Do whatever. Wear something in your sock. <laughs> wear something in your cleat. Do something. Cheat if you want, but don't make it obvious to the public because Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, it, it's all too much to go unnoticed, but there are definitely ways to do it. The MLB should just find those ways and, and implement them. I'm so behind that league that you're trying to create. It's just like let just let them just let them do what they need to do to make to get an advantage. Like if you're gonna let the hitters do it, let the pitchers do it. Like just let everyone do it. And I, but I mean the main question I had was like I mean you look at I I know you, you don't have time to like go into every person's numbers on this episode, but like Altuve and like like people like George Springer, you're like like are those really good players? Like Altuve's batting average jumped drastically from the year they allegedly started cheating. So it's like are they as good as they Especially say they are? Yeah, it, it's like, eh, maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out next year when everyone's super cautious about the rules. But... Oh, yeah, they're going to be super cautious. That's a load <laughs> of shit, too, by the way. Well, all these so teams glad... like, oh, we won't do it. They're going to be doing the exact same thing next year. But it all comes back well, to, like, when these Hall of Fame ballots come out, like, and it, and, uh, maybe, you know, Altuve's got rings on rings by that time. It's like you're asking the question, like, do we put him on the ballot or not, you know? Well, th- I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So, so the end, of sh- end today's show – um, Altuve is, is, is one of those guys that, you know, he's kind of a clean cut baseball player that, you know, never had any issues. You know, he was this little guy with crazy power, you know, I mean, if he gets a hit, you know, he, he's, he's supplying the power. He's still got to hit the ball. I get that. But, but guys like Altuve and now to think Justin Verlander being associated with his team, going to the hall of fame, once they get on those ballots, does this. Put a dark shadow over it like steroids. If if it does, 
I can't say it on a belly up supporter podcast, but just say if that does affect Justin Verlander getting in the Hall of Fame, the league should just fold right there. What is that guy doing other than just not ratting out his teammates? He's literally getting, <laughs> he's getting the short end of the stick every time he steps on the mound. The guy's throwing. He wasn't cheating when he threw two no hitters with the Tigers. Like the the guy's one of the greatest pitchers, probably the best pitcher of our generation, at least in the regular season. If any pitcher can find a way, other uh, other than apparently shilling for his off-the-field comments, if pitchers can find on-the-field ways to get denied from the Hall of Fame, then props to them because, I, short of steroids, they have no advantage out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with it, too, is because, like, eventually when Verlander is on that Hall of Fame ballot, that's, I mean, people are going to quickly forget his no-hitters in Detroit, the stuff he did in Detroit. They're all just going to, it's going to be linked to the Astros, and there's going to be people talking about it. It's the same way as Barry Bonds fell short of the Hall of Fame. It's all of the murmur about him being on a cheating team, when in reality, it's a cheating league. Like, and people are just going to forget about it, and we're just going to be in this back-and-forth conversation for decades, I feel like. By the way, I should have prefaced all this with, I don't watch baseball, so I'm just kind of presuming that these guys are, would be good. But I, I stand by, I stand by the everyone's cheating thing. I mean, hockey, football, basketball, <laughs> yeah, baseball, put it, point, yeah. soccer, <laughs> soccer, especially. I mean, Fucking badminton. They're probably uh, cheating in badminton. Yeah, there's your hot take, and it made it to the very end. So, so at this point, I think we've uh, covered everything. I think we did pretty good with, with the old puck puck pass boys. I figured they would uh, go back and forth, but I, I warned them. For, we agree on a lot of stuff. We just got we just got to play certain characters on the podcast. That's all it is. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, I, I appreciate you, KJ, being part of the show. Obviously, to my ho ho, my ho host, Jesus, dude, you're having you a tough word. You have a tough time with that word, man. It's been a long day. So, uh, my co-host here, Zach Mac, uh, on behalf of behalf of these guys, fuck fuck pass. I'm Mike. Uh, thank you for tuning in to What's Up Belly Up tonight. And uh, enjoy the rest of your guys' uh, week. Let's go past. I never realized I was bad to think. Till it was too late, and I was empty within.